Good morning. Welcome to Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today we are have the pleasure of having Mr. Jason Shag Arrington from Iron Resurrection. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Man, I've been really excited about this. You know, growing up, you know, loving cars and everything else. This is a this is a kid's dream, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly the same. You know, I'm definitely self aware enough to realize. If I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'd be doing everything in my power to do it. So, you know, I'm I'm appreciative every single day of this opportunity. It's a lot of fun. What got you interested in cars as a kid or to become a mechanic? And I wouldn't say I'm so much a mechanic because out of respect for the guys that really do it. You know, uh, growing up in Fort Worth, Texas, my dad, he always, you know, he's a blue collar guy, good old boy, always had the mentality if you have a time to clean or got time to lean, you got time to clean. And, uh, Every Saturday, it was in the garage with him, learning learning tools, holding flashlights, uh, buying parts, fixing cars. I, I ne- we never owned a new car. We always bought used and fixed. And when I became of the age, the the the, the motto was, "I buy the parts, you do the work." <laughs> so I just I learned about it through my dad, and just did appreciate it. But as I got older, I pursued more of like a marketing and creative uh, background, and my dad was always super supportive of that. Um, but you know. Everything kind of realigns for a reason. So now, now I have the opportunity to, to uh, negotiate, wheel and deal, and and uh, around in, in, in a world that I love. That's awesome. I, I bet you that time spent with your dad was also really special. That's a great bonding thing. You know, you, you, in the moment, of course, you're, you, you're irritated. Like, come on, I want to be hanging out with my friends. I want to do this and do that. It's it's always that looking back. You re, you're thankful. You know, oh man, I'm so glad I know how to do this. When I realize a lot of people around me are clueless, they don't know what they're doing. They don't even know how to change a tire. You know, I was always the guy. If I was out with friends, I'd have to change the tire or, or check under the hood. And it, 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 so yeah, to your point, absolutely. It's 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 priceless. That time is priceless, and uh, I still love hanging out with him and working on projects. He's, he's an amazing guy. And, and and that that's really awesome awesome to hear. I love that. I think there's not enough people that take enough time with their parents, mom or dad or or, or whatever, whoever's raising them to to learn something and realize it. And I think sometimes you know you can appreciate it. And then it, you to be an adult and be able to appreciate it, it's really cool too. Yeah, yeah. And hey, and now that I am a dad, uh, I see his frustrations too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. My boys don't want to do stuff with me. You know, you sometimes you got to force them because you know better in the long run. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, he's my stepdad. He came into my life when I was five. And I probably couldn't have picked a better person off the menu if I had that option. He's just, he's an incredible human being. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to give you this without getting too sappy. This, is, this one thing has explained how amazing he is. Uh, when I was 18, for my birthday, he gave me his last name. And that was because he said his whole life, or my whole life, he, he could have adopted me on his free will, but he wanted it to be my free will as an adult to take the last name. So that's the kind of guy he is. That's really cool. That is definitely really cool. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the show. For, for, for my, my fans out there who haven't seen the show, tell me a little bit about the show. You know, we've been friends for a long time. Joe Martin... Joe Martin's made a name for himself back in the early 2000s for doing motorcycles uh, when he had Martin Martin Bros bikes. And, uh, he, you know, again, it, it's, it's all about uh, it's a lot of luck and skill. 
And he got the opportunity to be on the biker build-offs back on the Discovery Network. You know, well, the, the times changed, the economy changed, people weren't buying what they wanted, they are buying what they needed, but Joe was still able to stay relevant within that whole biker, automotive, uh, builder, fabricator world. And then this opportunity came up, Joe, uh, Joe's brother Jason, he had the idea for the show, like, hey, let's kind of show what, we're, what we've been up to lately. They relocated the shop from Dallas to Austin. And uh, so what the show is about is Joe doing his thing, putting his touch and his, uh, his artistic creativity to the builds. And me and Mandy, we get to go out and meet people, make deals, negotiate. We get to find donor vehicles at the customer. If the customer doesn't have the donor vehicle, then we'll go find that. Or if they have the car, but it's missing some pretty valuable, hard-to-find parts, you know, we go, we go sweep the uh, countryside and find some of those parts for the build. That's got to be a challenge depending on the ride. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> I mean, there's always, you know, anything that comes original, OEM, anything that say, you always want to try to find the original parts because the fit and fitment is so, so much easier. There's a lot of aftermarket parts, but you still have a ton of labor hours that go into that to make it fit. So that's kind of where we go with it. Like, hey, is it, what's the best route? Is it aftermarket? If it's not available aftermarket, is it better to fabricate it? Because then that's materials and labor. So we always try to go find original parts first because you're always going to get the best fit out of those. Right. But yeah, well, I, sometimes, they, sometimes they don't exist. Sometimes they're super hard to find. Yeah, I remember before internet and everything else, my mom had a car. She had a, a 70 Plymouth Duster, but it was a leftover. So, but, but it was one of those experimental models. So it had something on it. It had a, uh, I don't remember what it had on it, but it was something different than none of the other ones had. So when it went bad, I think it was the voltage regulator when they were changing them over or something like that. And so you couldn't find it then when it died. I could imagine, you know, trying to find something like that now. You know, concept cars and custom cars are cool as long as they're working, right? right. <laughs> whenever they, whenever they, uh, they're not working, they're a pain in the butt. But, you know, that is one thing we try to do is try to keep everything, the drivetrain, the motor, a lot of the stuff that's, you know, behind the, uh, the custom still very uh, fixable and modern. So that way you can run down to your local parts shop and get something easy and, or take it down to your dealership and they can plug it into the OBD2 ports and, you know, see what's wrong. Because we recognize that fact. You keep, you don't want to go so custom that people can't fix it or drive it because of something that, you know, something that might happen in the future. Right. Yeah. I, I like that idea. I've seen some people run into that over the years where, oh man, that's beautiful, but where do I get another one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell us some of the, exactly. tell us some of the ideas of like, what were some of your favorite cars growing up? Oh man, that's a great question. Cause when I was younger, and I, I hadn't really grown in height much. I loved little cars. There's something about like the little, the MGs and the Triumphs and, you know, the smaller early 70s, like small Hondas. Uh, but then I hit six foot and all those things scared me <laughs> because I was just like rolling claustrophobia. But I, I'm a big, I've always been a big fan of the big cars, like, you know, big Cadillacs, Lincolns, just cars that you just feel comfortable in and they just look cool. Uh, yeah, we, and what's funny is we really never had those growing up. My first car was a Jeep. I still have an old 68 FJ40 in a barn up in Denton. Uh, I, you know, I always kind of had these rugged off-road vehicles, but I, I have had three or four caddies in my time since then, but yeah, I just, I just love, I just love the luxury of those big old Hollywood-style vehicles. 
Oh, there is nothing like a pimping fat Eldorado, 75 Eldorado, something like that, that half of it goes around a block before you do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. I, I actually had a 75 Eldo when I, uh, was that when I was 20, 21? Man, trouble, I tell you. <laughs> it, it was turquoise green with a white top. I mean, it didn't get more pimp than that. It was awesome. What, what was it with those colors? My uncle had like a, a midnight blue one <laughs> with a white vinyl top. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, you, you... In season one, we built a 64, and Joe painted it with this this really cool. If you had told me purple, I, you know, I, I've learned over time never question Joe's choices because when he says it, it doesn't sound right, but when you see it, it's perfect. But yeah, we built this 64 in season one that I had a hard time getting rid of. I love that Cadillac. I didn't I, want the buyer to have come, it. I was going to come to that and say, how do you look at when you sit there and say, yeah, you know, that one I'm going to bring home to mama, that one, no, oh my God, I have to well, have it, but I got to let it go. You know, Joe has first, yeah, he has the first right of refusal, and a lot of times when it is, these guys build the cars the way they want the, they want the vehicle. They obviously take customer suggestion. The customer's always right when it comes to that, but they, the reason they come to Joe is because of his personal style. And it's his, his timeless approach to things. But he builds them. I, I think in the back of his mind, he always knows, I'm going to have first right of refusal if this person ever sells this thing. So uh, I'm going to keep that. You know, I'm going I'm to do it right and always hope that this thing will come back around to the house. But Joe's, uh, Joe definitely has the habit of, um, let's just say his shop at home is almost as big as the shop at work. Nice. <laughs> storage. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about yours? How do you how, how you doing on it? How how hard is it for you when you look at one and say, "Man, what can I can do with that?" Man, there's there's definitely some times that that, that it is tough. You know, the biggest the biggest reminder is, uh, you know, I can't afford us either, so it right. makes it easy. <laughs> you know, then there's what you want to do, and then what you can do individually, right. and also just knowing our work schedule and the guys and the workload. Uh, I, there are a couple of projects I have down the line, maybe in the next few years, but that's the thing too, is just being realistic and saying, like, how long do I want this sitting around? How quick can we get to it? Uh, you know, I do have that 68 FJ 40. That is one of those projects that, uh, just waiting for me to go pick it up up in Denton. <laughs> you, you, yeah, not all of us have Jay Leno's budget, you know? <laughs> Man, no kidding. How about that collection? Man, I, I love I, that. I love his show. I love his, his garage. He's got, you know the stuff, and it's and it's funny you said about like the MGs and the Triumphs, and and I I have the same thing. I'm six two, and you know, and and I'm a big dude. So getting in one of those cars now, look and say, I don't think so. You know, what was I thinking then? You know, but yeah, it was yeah, a cool car crazy. then. I, yeah, a guy actually came across an MG in really good condition. The guy was almost trying to give it to me, and I just stood there. And my son, who's six foot, and I looked at him. I'm like, Do you want it? Like. Is there anything like, would you want it for anything? You're looking at his dad. I look like I could wear that car. It's so small. <laughs> so I had to pass, even though I knew it was a really good deal. And I even text some people in the moment, speaking if there was you know, a potential other buyer, I could do a quick flip, but you know, no one was interested. That is amazing. So, so what do you got coming up on this year's, uh, you know, without giving any too many spoilers, tell me what you have coming up. Tell me something that's exciting that, you know, you, you know, you have a couple of really good finds, you know, or are you still? Oh man, I tell you, there is, there's some really cool stuff this season. What I'm excited about this season is that if you like our show, be prepared for more of the same because we, we haven't changed. We we're still, we're still all really good friends. You know, nothing's changed around the shop. 
but what's cool with the network has allowed us to do is they've allowed us to split some of the builds over multiple episodes, which, which what that does to me is it gives everyone the opportunity to really see more process, like open the windows into the world of what we're actually doing more instead of this just one hour build. Now you're getting two hours around the build and you're seeing more fabrication, more paintwork, and uh, more of that process. It's truly like, that's truly the draw of the show. And so we're excited about that. But, but Mandy and I came across, man, and I don't want to spoil it too much. I'll just say this. We found an 83 Silverado. The original miles were in the double digits. Oh. And it sat in a garage since it was, I mean, this thing is, I can't wait for people to see this thing because it is amazing. But yeah, that's one of the ones we're excited about because again, you just don't find them in that kind of quality. This thing still had the, the wrappers on the seats. It still had the little uh, paperwork around the visor. Oh, that's crazy. And it's, yeah, just crazy, crazy. Uh, but you know, we have, uh, I'm just trying to think, we have some, you know, Nova. We always got to have a Nova, I think, in some, the C10 <laughs> episode was last night, the, you know, the finale of the C10. Joe goes back to his roots next week. He actually builds a trike for a customer. Uh, Joe's, he's so well known for his motorcycle builds. You get to see that, uh, that skill set and that craftsmanship in the trike build tomorrow, uh, next week. I think and that was a lot of fun as well. I think that's underrated because people don't realize that, you know, cars are hard enough to work on. And I'm not a mechanic. I've played, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But, but motorcycles, and I rode for a while, and it, it, that's an entirely, bikes are an entirely different animal. And you just can't, a lot of times cars, you can make something fit on a motorcycle, man. That's a skill. You know, I mean, cars are hard enough, but motorcycles, I think, are really, really hard to... Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Joe's been building so many motorcycles. If you asked him what he'd prefer, well, I, I can't really speak for him, but I do know that he can knock out more bikes in the, in the time frame that it takes to build a, a, a car because uh, he's been doing it so long. He's, you know, and we're talking full handcrafted, hand-built metal, you know, bumper wheel-to-wheel. Right. Uh, he, he definitely would prefer that. Because there's less moving parts. <laughs> when you start doing the frame-off builds with the cars, uh, it, it's definitely uh, it's really involved. And you got to in, in some in a lot of instances you got to wait around for other people uh, to provide some of those parts and whatnot. With the bike, Joe can just go in and fabricate it, and be done with it, knock it out. Yeah, I can understand that. I just I th- I think it's just a it, it's a skill. That I think sometimes people just think it's kind of a lot easier than it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, when you watch him do it, it looks easy. Right, but, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> there's no way I'm attempting it. Yeah. What what is what is like something that you would be like your dream project to get now that if you rolled up into something, you'd say, "Oh yeah, that would be the ticket. That would be the deal you'd want to uh, a car that's like one of your dream cars that you'd love to see roll up on." I the mean, show. an early an early model Cadillac convertible Cadillac. Um, I would love. I, I think, you know, something from that, you know, the 50, uh, 40s, 50s, you know, that era, that Hollywood era. Um, that, I, I, man, I, I think that's, I think Cadillac, an old, like, 59, 58 convertible Cadillac would be, like, my dream car. You went with, like, the bullet lights on it? Like, the rocket lights? Oh, yeah, man. All, all, the, all the nuances. <laughs> I mean, it looks, Cadillac was so ahead of its time. It still is. I remember when I had my 75. I mean, it, had, it had so many creature comforts in it. My buddies driving new cars at the time were like, man, I, I had no idea. 
well, then you've never sat in a Cadillac. <laughs> These things are built for the driver. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's. Uh, I'll tell I'll tell you this. My mom had a '50 Chrysler uh, Imperial, and it had mother of pearl, oh, yeah. mother and pearl uh, um, steering wheel, push buttons, and the fluid drive, and the whole deal. And I'm like, you know, of course she bought it like in her in, in the late '60s, early '70s, so it wasn't such a to do car. But my gosh, this thing one was a tank, but the luxury stuff that it had in it for that time period was like unbelievable, you know. So I mean, that's a living right there. That's 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 classy living, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, God forbid, I wouldn't any want anybody. I wouldn't want her to hit anybody with it because she'd have ran over him like a tank. It was like five thousand pounds or something. You know, you know, it was incredibly heavy. You know. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's why they only had lap belts back then. They weren't too worried about the person in the car. They're worried about the people outside the car. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so with your look, you'd be looking at something like one of those Cadillacs to redo something like that. That'd be that'd be that'd be hard for you to let go, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always got my eyes out. I'm always looking. I said, like I said, I've had a few caddies. I never, I've never had one as old as I've wanted, which you know, early fifties, late fifties, and, and the convertible. I just, I just love convertibles. Yeah, well, you're I mean, narrowing it, it down really a little bit. You're narrowing it down to how many are out there and how many exist and how many are in yes. shape to be able to really put the time and money into. And then you have to look at the wallet to what you have to do to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say if, if we've done two Cadillacs in the last few seasons, but if that '64 made its way back around, uh, there may be a there might be a fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> I may not let that one go again, <laughs> you know, because that even though it's a '64, uh, and and, I, and trust me, that body style is amazing. I, lo- I love the, the early '60s as well because I think the Finn, I think '64 might be the last year of the Finn. I may be wrong, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, if that one came back around, I would do. I'd probably do everything in my power to convince the the the, uh, the, the owner to sell it back to me. That's sweet. Now, see, now I have to go back and look at this episode. So, I mean, <laughs> I have to go back. Yeah, and- please do. Uh, I think it was our it was our season finale in season one. It's the triple black Cadillac. We bought it from a musician, an Austin musician that was needing some money for. Uh, I think it was his wife he was going through some some health issues. He loved the car. And when we got it, we all fell in love with it too. Nice. How how much of the time do you, do, does it bother you when somebody wants you to pimp it out much different than what uh, was original? Does that bother you personally, or is it just it's no, a no? Thing? I mean, custom customs in the name of the shop. We really don't do restorations or uh, take things back to original, right? And that's just that's the nature of who Joe is. There, there. Tons of great shops that do full restorations, and I'm not saying we won't do it. But I think if you're going to hire someone like Joe to build you a car, you want him to open up his entire box of skills. That's like that's like hiring a chef to come over and make subway sandwiches for your your family for lunch. Right? Why wouldn't you use someone for the skill set that they you know and the talent that they have? And uh, so no, nothing really makes us mad. It's just. You, you, when you come to a shop like ours, you come in with your ideas and your wants and your dream list, but you also need to be open-minded to Joe's vision and the guy's vision and some of that creativity. And even along the way, along the build, things will come to the guys like, hey, man, we should do this. Let's, let's call the owner and see if they'd be down with that. And because you've chosen Martin Brothers, they know what's up. You know, they, they know the deal. They know they're gonna, there's going to be some ideas that pop up along the build. 
Right, right, right. And the community, I bet you, I bet you, I'd love to, you know, I mean, I love seeing the faces of people when, when, when they come out and they go, oh my God, look at this. This is just, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you look at it and I, I've seen people come out and they just look at it and it, it, it's like, I bet you have, sometimes you have to cut and edit how long it takes them just with their jaw on the floor when the car is done. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, any, anything, if it's a car, if it's anything, if it's a dream, if it's something you always wanted. And you finally you know, worked hard enough to accomplish to provide that for yourself. You're right. And some of my favorite ones are the ones that these guys, they, they, not so much the guys, I'm just saying like when people see that, they've seen this dream come to life and, and, and they see it for the first time. I mean, we've had multiple guys and multiple people keep their sunglasses on because, you know, they, uh, they didn't want to show the tears on TV. But that always gets me moving. And to be honest, I thrive off of that emotion too. Like to see their excitement. Yeah. Oh man, I, I I love that. Like I anticipate that just as much as me seeing the car when it's finally done. Because sometimes people drop by during the process. But let's be honest. Hey, you see a hood over there painted. You see this part over here. You see things scattered about or not even finally put. To, you know, uh, uh, tightened up. Nothing's like seeing it roll out in the sun at the final build. Because that's truly when you take it in for the full package for what it is. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's oh, the hood that gives you hope. Wow, look at that! That hood's uh, candy apple red. It looks awesome. But you know that just that just builds your anxiety up. Of I can't wait to see the car. Yeah, get your imagination going. Yeah, exactly on it. I mean, so with you guys, you know, filming this out, and you guys are just starting off the season now, right? Yes, is we. It's you know, it's funny. We actually have one day left of shooting season four. Uh, which is tomorrow, but episode one of season four aired last the the second part of that episode was last night, so we're only two episodes in to out of out of ten episodes in the fourth season that is so wild i mean and, and you guys uh your popularity i mean from what I was looking at online um you know it it looks fantastic i mean it looks like you guys are going to have a big bright season with uh with the way it rolled out from the end of the season to go, coming into this season. I mean, you guys are on a rise according to everything I've seen. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, we, you know, we, we're still, we're still working on the season and stuff. Uh, we've watched the episodes, but we, I really haven't had a chance. I haven't heard from the network or anything to see how it's doing. We always just kind of cross our fingers and, and hope for the best, you know, hope people like what we're doing and that they're watching. Uh, I'm sure in a couple of weeks we'll probably hear something of what the actual, you know, what it's actually doing. But mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at it, and you got a great rating on, I mean, everything from IMDb to uh, people I've wa I've read their reviews on your show and everything else. And I've I've, I've watched a few episodes, and uh, I was, like, in, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of, uh, I'd seen them before. I'd seen some of your episodes before. But then when knowing that I was coming on the interview, I was trying to fit them in, and we had bad storms here last night, which I know rolled through there last week or the beginning of the week. And, uh, you know, we, we you, you sent them on to us. We appreciate that. Thank you. I'm over in Nashville right now. Yeah, I go oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Hey, you know what? Uh, I love Nashville. Uh, I've actually spent some time there. My parents spend half their time in Sevierville. I know it's not Nashville, but it's outside uh, Pigeon Forge. Right. So, my, yeah, my parents put their time out there. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's great. I, I split, my, split my time here between here and, Cal and here in uh, Orange County, California. And so it's back and forth there. And I'm originally a Texas boy. I'm a San Antonio boy originally. So I where mean, you go, man? Right down the street. Yeah, man. I, I've spent a lot of time up in the up in the Denton area and, and the Austin area too. So 
you know, definitely when you were talking about Denton, I, I know a lot about Denton. <laughs> but right. I mean, so so if, if you were looking at uh, the season of uh, give me kind of a give give the fans out there kind of a taste of, of just a, a reach out and, you know, grab something that, you know, you think is going to without spoiling anything else is going to just really uh, episodes coming up. You know, you have um, man. It, it, are we looking at sixties, seventies, eighties, fifties? What are we looking at? Kind of coming into this, the range of things, or just a whole bunch of everything. You know, it's it's there's, there's definitely some muscle. Uh, Joe got his hand on this really big motor, and we were tasked with finding a car that he could build, like a uh, a race car out of. And so, what we do to this '73 Vega is going to blow your mind, and it's very well. I mean, that's that's one to look forward to. Uh, we, we've got this really cool '36 Hudson. It's a Hudson truck. Uh, you don't. We. It's one of those builds that Joe's working on for the customer that we couldn't hurry through. But the metal work that he's done on this thing is amazing. And so, we, you guys, they actually. Uh, I'm excited because production did shoot a lot of Joe's. Uh, work on that vehicle, but you don't see its completion. We'll probably showcase that next season or online and our social, but that's, that's a beautiful part because you don't come around those too much. Uh, there's, there's a kid, Aiden, who works out of the shop. He's kind of, uh, he, you know, he's a younger kid working under Joe. Joe's a bit of a mentor to him, and he entered into the 24 Hours of Lemons. So she, she brings in this old, uh, I think it's an 80 Charger to, uh, 2.2, <laughs> and the guys have fun with that. It's obviously not one of... Uh, it, it doesn't have the Martin Brother logo on it, but it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we 65 Nova, we, we did this really cool 68, um, it was a 68 Vet convertible that we did for a guy's wife. He bought it for, for a birthday present and brought it to us to, to you know, build it to his specifications and do Joe's and put Joe's touch on it. So that's, uh, that was a fun one. I, I enjoyed seeing her get that one at the reveal. She was really excited. I, I love that, and that's that's what I'm, I'm happy to happy to hear that you're going to have some of those great reactions and you know those real emotional deals. Because sometimes I mean it's just now I'm not, now now you got me going. I, I actually want to see the damn Vega because the fact that you know I remember the Vega. Hey, you know, offline I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, please do, please do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tease everybody about it until until the episode comes up. I'm going to say, hey, look, man, wait till you see this. I mean, um, Vega. There's not many of those rolling around out there anymore to, to have one. Let me tell you how cool this is. We were, pay, we were at the pay, uh, swap meet at the Texas Motor Speedway. We come across this Vega, and me and Mandy were like, that may be the car. Because we were kind of looking for an Astra or Pinto or Maverick or just something. Something small, light, that could hold a big engine and make a drag out of it. And, uh, man, here's a, I'll give you the quick, you'll hear this in the episode, but what, what blew me away. This thing looks like a rotting avocado. It was originally green, and it just had the patina uh, sun bleaches on it that looked like an old avocado. The guy bought it, came home from the dealership, uh, so he could, so he could, uh, get dropped off to pick it up. So basically went to the dealership, bought it, came home. His mom had received his draft papers. He, he basically bought the car new, left to the military. So he had this brand new car, came home, got it, met his wife, and, uh, took his wife, current wife on their first date in it. Took the, they then took their honeymoon in it, and he drove it the entire time he was a high school teacher. And I'm like, why are you selling this? 
Right. This is as much as your of your life and your relationship than anything else. He said, you know, I've always wanted to make a race car out of it. And when you guys told me that's what you want to do, I want y'all to have it. And this was a, this is a, uh, a Vega that actually had the, it looks like a cargo van. It had the windows in the back uh, covered up. And it's considered a truck. So it's a Vega truck. I remember those. You know, legally. Yeah. But man, wait till, wait till you see what Joe does to it. it to me, it looks like the it's the perfect hot wheel come to life. I was I was just gonna sit there and say, man, you know, that's that's like one of those things you go and you buy today and now Hot Wheels is doing all those cars again. And of course, you know, being a being a boy, you know, and and a time and I'm in my fifties, but you know, I had tons of Hot Wheels. You know, I see them and I'm like, Yeah, man, I'd love to have that. And now that just, just winds me up even more. I got I can't wait to see this. That's really cool. Oh, this this so I'm close to fifty. But this is a Hot Wheel that you and I played with. Trust me. Like you, when you see this, you're like, "Yes, that was in the collection." That is really awesome. I I am so looking forward to watching more episodes. Tell us some of your social media, Shag. You know, you can you can follow me. It's uh, it's at Shag Arrington on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Um, you know, the shop is at Martin Bros, not Brothers, but Bros Customs. Uh, you know, Joe does a good job of showing off a lot of things, as well as Mandy. Mandy does a lot of, we try to showcase a lot of behind the scenes and just more of our personalities and what you don't see. And Mandy's is, Joe's is Martin Bros Customs. Hers is Miss Martin Bros Customs uh, on Instagram. So, and then we also have Iron Resurrection on Facebook. There's a fan page on Facebook that we, uh, that multiple people manage. And we try to go in there and, you know, post when we're going to be at events. Uh, showcase more photos from behind the scenes of what you don't catch in the show. So uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are our social spots. That that is awesome. I mean, we're so happy to have you on. And so, when can we find you, and where can we find you on the show? Well, it's going to be on the Motor Trend Network on Wednesdays at eight PM Central, or if you have the Motor Trend app or on demand, you can catch you can actually catch a week in advance episodes on the app so i actually uh, yesterday i watched the we don't get to see the episodes until the air so i had the app and i watched the trike episode last night um and i think i, I was actually talking to someone at motor train and they're doing two dollars a month and i they, what's funny they didn't tell us about this but to me two dollars a month to be at the motor trend app is pretty amazing because it has all the old shows too you can go back and watch joe and the biker build offs you can watch all, uh, I mean, if you're a gearhead, there is so much content there, old and new, that you'll, you'll, you'll love. You'll go down a pigeon, you know, what is a rabbit hole, just watching it. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Again, give us the time and spot to watch your show, my friend. Iron Resurrection Motor on Trend. when? I'm uh, when, oh, sorry, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Motor Trend. Give us your social media one more time, buddy. It's at Shag Arrington. Man, let me tell you something. We're following you. We're going to attach all this. Sure, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I've been so looking forward to this. I hope maybe you'll come on again in the future. Um, I'd love to. It, it's been exciting to have you on, talk a little bit of cars. I know you're shooting. I know uh, you were you were in the middle of shooting, and we were trying to get you scheduled around shooting, so I'm so glad that you could fit us in. I really appreciate that. And I know that uh, Barry... Uh, your man was setting this all up to get it done, and I appreciate him doing it. And I know he contacted you last night, and I really appreciate you, you know, figuring out things last night and getting us in today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're we're we're off right now, right? No, we're still on right now. So I mean, but thank oh, okay. you. Okay, I, I will talk to you in just a minute off air. But 
again. You have Jason Shag Arrington from Iron Resurrection. You guys make sure to check it out. Really appreciate it. And we will talk to you very soon. Hey, thanks so much, man. Like Fox News Channel, we're on.